going on, everybody? It's your boy, Rail, back with another review, man. Yo, this is Yellowstone Season 1, Episode 5. Yes, we are getting back into the groove of things. Sons of Anarchy is coming, you know it. Uh, Game of Thrones is coming, you know it. Walking Dead? Yeah, it should be coming. It should be coming. It should be coming. It, yeah, okay, anyway. Another phenomenal episode. Now, it's a few things that went on this episode that I like to dig a little bit into. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Jamie, and I got respect for Jamie. A lot of people that have been seeing Yellowstone, anybody that I ask on the street, like, yo, you watch Yellowstone? Oh, my God. And I'm like, I go through the, the family, and they're like, oh, that Jamie's a fucking hoe. And I'll be like, whoa, slander. There's a lot of Jamie slander. That's what's going on in the street. A lot of loving up on Casey. A lot of loving up on Beth. Not too much on John Dutton. Not too much. Which I don't I don't understand. I don't these two people to me ain't getting talked about enough out here on the on the uh on the street. But I wanna talk about Jamie. I think he's being poorly represented. I don't know if I'm just a contrarian. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I be watching that y'all don't be watching. But we got to start putting some respect on a few of these characters. Like, for real. Like, episode five showed me that. Uh, everybody loves Rip. Everybody loves Rip. And you say Rip's name, the ladies go, oh, Rip. Oh, I love me some Rip. That's my husband. Oh, All right, relax, ladies. Keep it in your pants. Keep it. All right, calm down. Center yourself. Now, I will say this, though. I don't know what's going I'm going to start with Rip. All right? Because I was, it looked a little, it looked a little nasty for a second. It was weird. So I guess when Rip was outside on that scene, when he was outside the prison, I guess they soldiering up. Okay, they preparing. We already seen that the bodies were exhumed. Casey has been arrested. And, I mean, come on. Everybody knows who did it. If there's a recent, fresh, dead body, at nine times out of ten, if not ten out of ten, it's fucked around in Casey that did it. <laughs> I, and, now, the motives, though, because Casey's a killer, but, in his defense... All of them were righteous kills. There was some mercy killings in there. There was some righteous kills with them two dudes that was about to do something just disgusting to that poor little girl. And, I mean, his brother got shot, so you gotta get shot. <laughs> I, I I don't have an issue with none of Casey's killings, but Casey's a killer. Can't we just go out on a limb? So if a body drops... On the reservation, it's fresh, it's a bullet wound, okay? It's Casey. I'm just, it is what it is. But, Casey's in trouble. Now, let's go back to Rip. Whatever that Thomas told John, got him shaking a little bit, got John ready to soldier up. They gave one dude, just a worker hand, just a hand, whatever, gave him that train ride, right? The long, dark ride on the train. They gave him that. 
And now Rip finds himself outside of a prison looking for cowboys. I thought that was weird. I thought there was more of a vetting process because we saw how they snatched up Jimmy, right? Jimmy is only here to teach people like me what the fuck's going on, okay? Why did you brand this man's chest? Why are you shooting people on top of cliffs for beating up a branded man? He's just, he's showing us the, the value of a hat, what it's like to go save some cattle. Like, it, we're learning. I'm learning via Jimmy's experience. So I get it. I get his purpose. Now, as Rip is out there just checking out the scene, looking to pick up a few men, Look like he's picking up men. That's 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 what I'm saying. Here comes a cowboy, got his hat, and they have this dialogue. And what I found interesting about it was they were talking shit to each other, but that was like cowboy interview. Right? Rip Rip was interviewing him, like, yo, alright, you you did you is that a is that your hat? You really you earned that hat or you suck dick for it? I said, damn, Rip. People out here sucking dick for hats? Okay, and then Buddy hit him back with a zinger. I don't know, but that truck that you're driving, you suck somebody's dick. I said, hey, what's going on here, fellas? It ain't got spicy. How about hi, my name is? Okay? And this hat thing, this hat thing is a thing. Okay? I Look, if I ever purchase a cowboy hat and somebody tries to J-down on me, it's almost like what set you claim. You wear, a, you wear a cowboy hat, it look like motherfuckers running down on you checking your authenticity. But you wearing that for fashion, my man? What you doing with that hat? Huh? You a rider? What you doing with that hat? I'd hate for I hate for me to buy that hat and somebody question me. I'm like, oh, this thing? Yeah, I got it from Hats for Less, man. That shit go cold with these boots, boy. I might get my ass whooped. I can see Rip whooping my ass. Oh, let me hop out this car. This motherfucker just said he bought a 10-gallon hat from Hats. Hats and more. Because it went with his boots. I'm going to beat his ass. Rip probably would have gave me an ass whooping for that. But that would have been my honest answer. I'm not riding no motherfucking horse. It ain't happening. I'm not tying no lasso. I'm not doing none of that shit. Just keeping it a buck. But he was checking by his credentials. What you locked up for? You all you done killed a man? I need to know all the details. Run it down to me. I found it so weird that this man was willing to divulge all his information to a total fucking stranger and rip. Like, who the fuck are you, buddy? I'm not telling you shit. I'm out. What's up? What do you want? Asking a man, where you where, where was your cowboying? Oh, I was in Texas. Oh, he got this man's whole life story. And for whatever reason, he said, man, the, the rip, like, you see what it say on the side of this. I know you heard of the Duttons. I know you heard of Yellowstone. You down? You riding? This shit ain't for play. You, you in, you all the way in. Buddy said, fuck it, I'm down. I said, okay. So that was a cowboy interview. We're going to talk some shit. I need to know your priors. I need to know where you're credible at, what you can do. Okay? If it all checks out on me, hop in this motherfucking truck. I thought he was picking up just a hired hand. Turns out, we see later on, that boy got branded. And that man could sing. He played shot the guitar, so it was a good. It was a quality pickup, in my eyes. He, he, he played music, he cowboys, and 
he got a mean ass right hook, right? Deadly, to say the least. So I thought that was very interesting, the cowboy interview, because Jimmy didn't get that. Jimmy got the, hey, you want to live? Hmm? What you want to do? You want to keep thieving and die right now, or you want to live? And go ahead and take this brand like a man. What you want to do? So that was Jimmy's interview. This one was a little bit more friendlier. A lot more shit talking. A little bit more friendlier. So I thought that was very interesting. Now, Jamie. I'm going to have to do some Jamie appreciation. And be honest. I didn't like how he beat Beth ass in the in the stall. Um, in the stall, Jesus. Uh, where they keep the horses. Where's that at? What they, what they call that? I know I'm not far off. Damn. Wherever. In the barn. Shit. So, didn't like that. But, I didn't like that Jamie felt like he has to, you know, beg his father to run for office and sneak around, do this. But he wants to be his own man, and I appreciate that in Jamie. He's like, look, man, I can I can ride horse, I can do it, but fuck that. I want to be a political person. I want to be a political monster. Somebody that makes, that get, gets shit shaking and moving out here. My father runs the town. We might as well keep the politics in the family, too. Fuck doing favors with strangers. Your boy Jamie got this, so I didn't have no problems with that. Um, Jamie, this episode, when he came through, he showed you his lawyer's abilities, right? He did a damn good case in episode one, shut down that whole eminent domain bullshit, even though that was a bullshit case, and he had people on his side in there. So I didn't feel like that was that legit. But I felt like when he went into a hostile territory, he popped in, told Casey, hey, Casey, shut the fuck up. I got this. So what's going on here? Did you get, you got evidence? What you got? Oh, and then when Casey started telling him, like, yeah, that's not even a barrel to my gun. We swapped barrels. You just kind of knew that that was going to bite somebody in the ass. And I love that, that how Thomas just sat there and was like, okay, yeah, you do got the barrel to my gun. And he's like, and Jamie's like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on with all that. Why are we switching barrels? But guess what? I know that that probably looks a little nasty when the forensics come back. And that's going to ask a bunch of questions that neither one of us want to do. Right? So Casey came in like, okay, so we swapping barrels. We do this, put that back on. You ain't got shit. If we, if we continue with this, it's going to open up a whole lot more questions. You ain't going to want to answer. I ain't going to want to answer. So what's going to happen is I'm going to take my brother up out of here and y'all dispose of those bodies to the best of your abilities, huh? Sounds good? Fucking get him right up out of there. The drop of the dime. Jamie came and saved Casey's ass in a matter of minutes because Casey was looking like he was ready to confess. Something in that scene told me that Casey was ready for jail. It just looks like Casey is ready to run from responsibility. Like, have, he has a dope-ass son. His son kills rattlesnakes and survives drowning in a fucking raging river. Okay? That's a tough-ass kid. Any father would be proud. And he adores you. What the fuck are you running from? Your wife is down? She's all the way down. Probably got to deal with the stares of a family member's. To keep your ass around. You know what I'm saying? So, it, I don't see the problem, Casey, but I just felt like he was ready to be like, yeah, I'll just confess, whatever. Jamie handled that. Now, we see Beth, fan favorite, the, the fan favorite monster. 
She goes, she gets drunk, she makes good on her promise of starting shit, right? Pressing, uh, what's his name, the dude that we had building the river. And his wife is there. Now she's fake hitting on his wife. Beth is a cold motherfucker. She said, oh, you ain't gonna fuck me? Guess what? I'm gonna fuck your wife. I can see her weakness. Beth is just down. She's down for some torturous shit. So she does all that, gets too drunk, valet won't let her drive. And the most hilarious thing in this episode is when Beth is calling Jamie and his phone is like that evil tone, her ringtone is hilarious. I love that scene. It's perfect. And then we see how Jamie goes to ignore that call. He's like, fuck that. I'm not dealing with her. I had a rough day already. Just want to sit here with my whiskey. And then ring. Here she goes again. And what does Jamie do? He picks up. Because, God damn it, at his core, he might be the best sibling. I, that's what it's looking like to me. I make a... It, this this episode is a powerful case for Jamie being uh, the best sibling. He goes, he talks shit with Beth, and at the end of the day, she needs a ride because she's too drunk. And he says, fuck it. I'm going to drop everything. Come get your ass. Annoyed. Doesn't even like her that much. Then on the car ride, she's starting shit with him again. This time he didn't really beat her ass, gave her a little muffin. You know, still not good, but hey, it's a brother-sister relationship. I don't know. They must have been fighting all since they was young. And then here goes Beth, giving us more of who she is. Like, letting us know her true trauma. Talking about, you know what your problem is, Jamie? You ain't never experienced loss. Like, you ain't seen loss. And he's like, what? I lost the same mother and brother. Like, and she's trying to explain to him, you ain't felt loss until you've seen it happen. Now, while that seemed very poetic and it seemed very crushing and oh, oh. Beth is full of shit. You can 100% be a victim of loss. You could lose a loved one and not be nowhere near. And it hits you hard, depending on what they meant to you in your life. So while she made it a hot line, it just didn't result in a hot song. So, well, it was cute, though, Beth. You ain't experienced loss till you've seen it. And she goes into her childhood trauma of having to watch the mom die. No love in her eyes for her as she died. Like, just disappointment and disgust. Like, not gonna lie, they mama was a hard motherfucker. She was a hard motherfucker. Definitely cut from a different cloth. I I hope that I get to see more of her in flashbacks. And I don't even like flashbacks. Not ever a fan of flashbacks. But I'm very interested in Dutton's wife. The mom to this fucking group just dysfunction i'd like to know more like to see more um and then she pulls out the gun threatens to shoot herself and i love how jamie's like fuck it do it and wait first off before that when he called her on her shit like you are too selfish of a person to hurt yourself i said "Ooh, jamie is going for soul jabs like he is fully fucking fed up with beth in this van And I appreciate his fed upness because she goes hard on Jamie 24-7 while he tries to ignore her. Sometimes even asks her for advice. So she's she's not been the best support system for Jamie. Like, let's just be honest. Um, 
And I love his in in the car when he calls her out on that, like her loving herself too much to hurt herself. I was like, well done. And then it was a moment when he looked at her like, oh, this bitch might do it. Like she might really shoot herself. And then he looked at her and said, fucking do it. Do the world a favor. Shoot yourself. I was thinking for just a moment that he was fucking with her. But then when I think about all the culmination of shit with Beth and how she stole that job from him, how he, how she's clearly dad's favorite over him, like probably Casey's favorite favorite. And then there's Beth. And then Jamie is just seems to be disregarded. He's like, yeah, fucking do it. I was like, Ooh, is Jamie genuine? Does he really want his sister to offer herself? I said, wow, Jamie's showing he could be a little cold, little cold. Gun goes off, right? And then Jamie's just sitting there shocked, like, what the fuck? And then she breaks down, has those tears, and is vulnerable for once. This is the first time we've seen an actual vulnerable Beth. Like, she's hinted at it. But this is Beth's, like, just un- just uh, just letting it go. And the way that Jamie went from wanting her to shoot herself to saying, hey, look, Grabbing her by the chin, rubbing her tears and saying, hey, if hating me helps you to not hate yourself and heal from whatever you got, feel free to hate me. And I said, do we not get a brother of the year award? Is he not up for contention? That's powerful. Jamie is showing me he can hate the shit out of, like, Will dislike the shit out of his sister, brother, father, but he gonna come through for family. And that's a powerful thing. So I don't know if Jamie completely flips out later on. He might just be a complete and utter piece of shit. But for now, right now, y'all can't tell me shit about Jamie. Put some respect on his name. All three of y'all. Right? And then he has to suffer that conversation with Pops after bringing that to Beth and Beth coming in, watching, you know, her father, their father with the grandson, the reading and that relationship, Beth peeks in, she gives that little smirk like, man, that'd have been nice. Even though John loves Beth to pieces, like a billion trillion pieces, clearly, she just vented in that room just screamed to the top of her lungs like a fucking banshee and i don't even know what a banshee is but that's a that's just a that's just the same howling like the banshees what the fuck is a banshee huh siri you always pop on any other time what's a banshee did i just activate y'all series sorry about that but yeah what the what is that i don't know but that's what she was that's what she was. That's what she was doing. And you just heard that, like, soul-curdling scream just echoing through the house. And motherfuckers like, oh, that's Beth Bething. And then you just see a defeated Jamie. He had a rough fucking day sitting next to his father. And he's just like, why didn't you have me do it? Like, do we need Beth? And, and the way his father said, look, Beth is evil. Right, she can she can be evil. And right now, I need evil. 
And that's just the one thing you can't do. You can't be evil. And it, John knows his kids because Jamie cannot be evil. He fucking can't stand Beth, but still couldn't bring himself to not give her some type of comfort and support. He just couldn't do it. He couldn't bring himself to do it. Whereas Beth, she might. Beth might have shot that nigga herself. Herself. Like, oh, you ain't gonna shoot it? Give me the gun. I do it. Fuck you, motherfucker. I blow your shit off right now. Say something about mama again. Say something, not Dave. Say something about my mama. So, John knows his kids. But, John is a dirty motherfucker this episode, man. When he, he's a fucking master manipulator. He is, right now, we're like, oh, he's such a great granddad. What could he possibly have done to Casey to make him just resent him so and keep his kid, keep his grandchild away from him? Like, he's just an old man trying to survive out here in Montana, holding on to his fortune and fighting off people to keep his cattle. Like, what's the big deal, Casey? What could you possibly have been through? We see a taste of it. John is in full uh, manipulation mode. So now with this whole thing with Casey and um, uh, Casey's wife's cousin, uh, wife's uh, sister-in-law, shooting herself and the kids leaving, they don't want, she don't want her son to be around that. And John knows there's no way he could get through to Casey. (laughs) So there's a way he gets his grandson. And that's what he did. He got his grandson on the case. Now you got the little boy out there telling his father, like, I love it here. Why do we got to go back? Fucking horses, big ass house. Granddad is fucking awesome. Having a great time here, dad. Our house is shit, which it is. And then Casey blows up at the boy like he's a goddamn 30 year old in a goddamn bar. <laughs> and, and then he's like, I don't want to you anymore. And I was like, yeah. Casey, you you need to ease up. All right, I know that. But I understand kids triggering you into talking to them like they're grown-ass adults. I had to pop off on my kids a few times. I I damn near forgot they was my kids. Like, what the fuck you just said? What? What? Nigga, let me tell you something. I'll kick your ass. Like, your kids do that. Kids got a way of reaching your soul with some words. So I do appreciate Casey's frustration with that. God damn it, we worked hard for that piece of shit house out there on the reservation. We work hard to feed you. You ain't just gonna shit on us cause for the mansion, even though the kid ain't wrong. Granddad's house is is a larger improvement than the than the settlement they're in on that reservation land. So it just is what it is. And John is like, okay, I got my grandson on board. I know he's sticking it to him. How can I twist the needle? And he already says it like, hey, my plan is to get to the wife. So what does he do? He goes after her profession. Not threatening to take it away. No. Not telling her you won't teach here anywhere in Montana if you don't get my son on board and all y'all living here um, at the at the home. Right? No, he ain't do it. He went the route of opportunity. We're going to get you a, we're going to make you a professor in your own field, right? Teaching what you always want to teach. I did your, I did the research. I know what means something to you. 
all right? And we're going to pay you a motherfucking bag. Casey ain't finna be rustling up no horses. Give Hey, so he's pulling strings, laying it on thick. And I got to say, Casey's got him one hell of a wife. Because, look, I respect this. I respect this so much. When, if you're away from me, even if, let's say she agreed with John, which she end up did, which she end up doing, and even considering it. Right now, I know how my husband feels. So in public, I'm gonna have to respectfully decline. So take this fuck you, fuck your job. I'm down with my man. But soon as I get to talk to my man behind doors, when it's private, here she come. Hey, do you think we're being selfish? I mean, fucking, he loves it here. They offer me a lot of money. It's a nice ass house. Do we do? I mean. Just because your beef with your father is it worth our son not getting every opportunity he could have? You know what I'm saying? And she asked him after smashing him, which is just the best time to let women get get tricky with that. Oh, you want something? Here, take this. I'm gonna put it on you. And by the way, uh, I saw this tennis bracelet. You think you go ahead and pick that up? And right now we in the state of yeah, whatever. Fucking yeah, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, but she's a good one. Held him down in public, but questioned him in private. Casey's extra pissed. Now his wife's coming at him. And her, her, her son is putting it on extra thick. So, it's it's getting dicey. John, But John's looking like he's close enough to getting the family all in one place. That's what he's trying to do. And I respect it. But he is a manipulator. And as she's considering taking that then she sees that cowboy from prison earlier getting branded and i know she's thinking what i would have thought if i came outside and saw that shit what the fuck is happening here what they got going on here jimmy this episode is hurting poor poor guy his balls is is all that crouch region he just want to cry and i don't blame him he looks in so much pain he is playing pain to the teeth uh, but he's got a support system. That older dude there, the motherfucker that looked like the the uh, older brother from Tombstone, can't think of his name. He looks like the exact same dude. But Jimmy's going through it. But he's down with his life, and he ain't giving up, even though every saddle hump is just a crushing under that. I don't know how they do it. Uh, so good luck, Jimmy. I can't wait to turn on the next episode, episode six. I'm about to do that right, goddamn now. Oh, what did I also learned. Real learn something too. Uh, we see our boy um, Sheridan made a made a little cameo here. He was a horse salesman. Let me tell you something. When he starts spitting off them prices about them horses, oh, this was two hundred k. Oh, if you really want to breed some racers, you want that's that's a half a million horse right there. That's a two million dollar horse. You want a cheap ass horse? I got a hundred fifty thousand dollar horse right there for you. I don't know how much you're gonna do for you, but yeah, you got a hundred fifty. And you just name these horses and they showing off what they can do. And I'm like, am I fucking missing something? That $500,000 horse don't look, didn't do shit different from that $150,000 horse. Now, y'all could try to act like y'all seen that scene and was like, yeah, I can see it. That little white man, yeah, that's a half million dollar, that's a million dollar horse. Kiss my ass. Y'all don't know the difference in prices and fucking horses. Y'all saw one horse, thought it was another horse, thought it was the other horse. I, I could line up a ton of horses and be like, tell me which one cheapest. 
September 20 cheapest ones out here. You wouldn't have a fucking clue. I was just sitting there like, could you show me something? Like, you know how trees got rings in them? You know how old they are? Could you cut cut, cut this this horse hoof off? Show me something. Where do, how do I know the price of this? I'm just supposed to look at them, man. The horse salesman's worse than car salesman. That's all I got to say. All them horses look like lemons to me. I, but what? Get out of here. Thoroughbred my ass. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it was interesting, though. Even John was like, God damn, these horses are expensive. I said, you damn right, Mr. Dutton. He's an expensive-ass horse. I'm like, man, take all the motherfuckers with you. Get out of here, Sheridan, with your fucking talented writing and producing ass. Fuck's wrong with you? Get out of here with them expensive-ass horses. But yeah, man, with that, your boy Rail is out of here, so you know to protect your health, yourself, your wealth. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail, and I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at a 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button, 